0: you're listening to the Auburn Express what's up in War Eagle War Report family It's your guy Ike Jones we are here with another morning drop today we are here to talk about key matchups in the Auburn versus Mississippi State game this weekend y'all know how we do right here War Report style drop it on them Are now listening to the war War report. Morning drop. It is Wednesday morning, October the 25th. Mike G in here, which got Ike Jones talking a little bit more about the upcoming Mississippi State game this weekend. Auburn needing an opportunity to get back in the win column, Mississippi State needing an opportunity to get back in the win column. Somebody's got to take home the W. We are definitely hoping it's the Tigers. Anyway, let's get into the conversation. Mike G this morning, key matchups, Mississippi State versus Auburn. We'll definitely dive into this game more tonight. But um, is there anything in particular that you are looking at to say, you know what, Mississippi State, this is a place where Auburn can get in here and do damage or things that you want to see Auburn get in here and take advantage of? Yeah, listen, no Will Rogers. Is is it is it confirmed that he was not playing they're saying it's oh, yeah. questionable I don't yeah. know if he's uh, No or not.
1: Will Rogers Mike Wright will be the quarterback for Mississippi State on Saturday and right. I am excited about that. Um, he passed <laughs> eight times uh last week uh 12 attempts for 80 something yards. He did add 60 yards on the ground on 11 attempts. Um so yeah, I you know the, the key to Will Wright is uh, Mike Wright I'm sorry is going to be Containment. Keep him mm-hmm. in the pocket. Don't let him out. Um, you know, and and force him to operate from the pocket. This is this is not like this game gives me the same feeling I that ca- the cow game gave me. Hmm. Hear me out. This is a clearly inferior team <laughs> that Auburn should absolutely dominate defensively. Mm-hmm. And if they have any semblance of an offense, they should win this game. Now, uh, this Mississippi State team was only able to muster 14 points against LSU earlier this season. Uh, They have consistently been terrible. They are almost as bad as Auburn offensively. Yeah, almost. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, Auburn is much better defensively, baby, so the Tigers will take this one. I think the final score here is going to be 31-17. I think the Tigers break 21-point mark in Power 5 play for the first time this season. Hmm. Um, And this is the first time in three weeks, man. I'm predicting the dub for the Tigers, so it's got to happen because <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the street.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen. It's it's been a rough uh, offensive performance, particularly in the Power Five. This Mississippi State defense, make no mistake about it, is a defense that can give people problems. They are um, a very aggressive attacking defense. This and the head coach is their former defensive coordinator, Zach Arnett. Uh, but this is also a defense that, in the second half of last year's game, Auburn ran like crazy on. Mm-hmm. Right? Like this is a defense. That has not improved since last year. If anything, they've actually taken some steps backward um, in, in terms of just some of their personnel that they've had on defense that has that's caused them to not be as uh, sound as they could be defensively. They've still been a good defensive team, though, and they still have some opportunities to go out there and create havoc. But for me, I think the big thing for Auburn as far as we'll start first on Auburn's offensive side and talk about what things that they should be able to take advantage of. I think that this team should be able to throw the ball on Mississippi state in the short to intermediate areas. They should be. Mm. Yeah. But I, need I to see it.
1: Yeah. Um, are they going to incorporate that
0: into the game plan? Um, They have there. It's been there all year, and I, I I keep telling people, keep giving me this: wide receivers aren't getting open, and no, no. offensive lines are not blocking long enough. That short to intermediate game has been there all season. Let me tell you.
1: So I, I let me pose a question: Does Hugh Freeze trust these quarterbacks to throw the ball? Like I. even with Thorne in the game, the amount of attempts that he has in a game is indicative of a coach who does not trust a quarterback to run the ball. Now, during his Monday presser, Ike, he talked about, um, I'm sorry, to to throw throw the ball Um, during his Monday presser. Ike, uh, he talked about the quarterbacks and he mentioned their packages. And he said that, Neither quarterback is running the whole offense, correct. That is an incredible statement. yeah, not even the dude you chose to start is running the whole offense. So at this point, you are intentionally limiting yourself. Why yeah. can't these guys run the whole offense?
0: yeah, i don't i don't I don't, understand, I don't understand, understand that at all. I like, don't understand it. like you know, um so which listen listen, i I understand that it's an expansive offense, and maybe it's going to take some time to install the entirety of it, but if you're saying, I mean, which he is saying that you're, you know, l- listen, they've got a portion of the playbook here that I'm focusing on this other. So there are people on this offense, namely the offensive line, that right. have the whole offense <laughs> that they're a- available to run. Right. But wide receivers, they're limiting to a because he's taken portions of the wide receiver room and portions of the tight end room and allocated them to a quarterback, and then another portion of the wide receivers and another portion of the tight end room and allocated them to the other quarterback. And he's parsed out the offense in that way so that no one has to learn all of it, except again for the offensive line, who for the most part, they're just doing it's either going to be a zone block or they're going to be doing pass sets and that sort of thing, right? Their stuff isn't changing drastically, but. My question about that is, is he doing that to help the quarterbacks? Is he doing that to help the tight ends wide mm. receivers, or is it a little bit of both
1: yeah i'm 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 not sure yeah but, and I think that that has been the problem so far this season is is that we don't know what they're doing on offense what yeah. is this um you know Saturday, you and I were in the building. And from the press box, at times you could hear spatters of booze coming down from the crowd mm-hmm. about what we're seeing. Um, you know, I don't know if I remember hearing booze
0: le- at all last season. I don't remember. As bad you as know, things, got. I, I definitely put a lot of last season out of my memory. All right, all right. Trying to go back and watch film, but
1: yeah. I don't remember hearing uh, a time of hearing booze last season. This is historically bad. You know, and I know that's not a positive message, but this week is a chance for them to turn it around. You just have to find something that works. Listen, God, if Harson can do it from Missouri to LSU, then Freeze can do it. I'm sorry. That offense looked awful versus Missouri last year. And then mm-hmm. LSU, they found something, and they changed it up, and they was like, we're going to do some different things. Why are they so stubborn, Ike? I do not understand this. You, you, I mean, here's the thing. Here's where pressure, I think, is a good thing sometimes for these coaches. Because everybody's preaching patience, but now I have a different message. Maybe the heat needs to be felt just a tiny bit to turn this thing around starting this year. Now, it may not show up in the wins column, and that's Okay. But it can start to look like something before the end of the season, but only if you see the error in your ways and decide to pivot. I'm sorry. Everybody keeps saying, Mike G, you need guys, you need guys. And I'm like, it looked better than this last year with supposedly worse guys. They found something these guys could do. There was more excitement with Cadillac's old school, early 2000s offense over the last four games. Thirty-something points they put up on Mississippi State last year, lost in overtime.
0: Yeah, find something these guys could do against the Mississippi State team again. That I feel like personnel-wise was better defensively and had a better but, offense at that point in time. Uh, correct. As well. So, correct. if you can duplicate just what you did last year, you win this game running away. Yeah, There's and no it's at home. There's there to move backwards. I, I don't. I don't think there is a good reason for Auburn to lose this football game. Today.
1: There's there's not. Like, listen, again, I said it, I said it last week uh, on our show. I said it on lockdown. On. I said it on every radio show I went on. If you lose, I, I said lose to Ole Miss, right? And then there's a lot of pressure on Mississippi State because if you lose that game, you might be looking at Ofer in the SEC. You lose this game, losing to Arkansas and Vanderbilt is not out of the question. Right, people laughed at that when I said that early season. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Vanderbilt might not be one we can just chalk off. Now we're here and we're looking at Vanderbilt and we're thinking, I don't know, which team do you beat if you can't win this game? They would have to play down to the competition to lose this game. It is the exact same way I felt about Cal. That team did not have better guys than Auburn. No, Jay Not was okay. Our defense shut him up. Shut these guys up. Not that they're
0: talking. Listen, we haven't right gotten right to the there. defense yet, but I think the defense is going to come to play Saturday. Like, I don't, I don't have a question in my mind about whether or not the defense is going to show up because they've shown up for really every game except LSU where it just looked abysmal. And there were points during the Ole Miss game where they were out there confused, misaligned, that sort of thing. But for the most part, they showed up against Ole Miss. I don't think I think this defense feels the urgency of this moment and they're going to show up. The question is always going to be for this season, whether or not we can put an effective offense that's going to be out there and give the defense a little breathing room at some point in time in a power five game. Do you remember
1: last year, Camden Brown high pointing a football in the back of the end zone against LSU? Mm hmm. You remember Jarquez Hunter running down the field and catching bombs from these quarterbacks, right? It shocks me that neither one of those guys has a moment like that and we're halfway through the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, the closest you're going to have is the run from Jarquez Hunter last week, and then he had a, a late catch last week that yeah. was a pretty long play. Yeah, yeah we just haven't... We ha- Explosive plays have been at a minimum, for sure, for this offense, particularly okay. in the Power 5. You've got if, a couple in the, the non-P5 games, but...
1: If they could scheme it last year, it can be schemed this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And because um, and, these are the same guys, and we would be talking about them regressing. And I'm not buying that. Yeah. So they've got to find something that these guys can do. Again, you missed an opportunity with Robbie Ashford earlier in the season to maybe give him the reins. I understand why they didn't, right? Because I don't think we had seen anything from Thorne to suggest if that's the way you started, that you make a pivot at that point. And I'm talking about the first three games. So you had UMass and Sanford in the first three games. Mm -hmm. Um, But after you get into SEC play, it was like, man. Here's the problem. Now, if you have to switch, you got to switch versus Power 5 competition. Mississippi State is as close to a warm-up game as you're going to get in SEC play so far this year. Yeah. So if you're going to make a change, make it. This week, hang with your guy and see what he can do. And if he can't do it, then sit him down. Yeah. If he can't do it, then sit him down, go and try to make it through the end of the season. Because I think I I think it's pretty clear at this point, they have no intention of playing Holden Gurner. So nah. uh uh it, it, it's it's yo, give Robbie a shot. If he can't do it, sit him down, go with Peyton, or continue your quarterback carousel thing through the end of the season. If you think that gives you the best shot to win, and we'll move
0: on to next year. Yeah, I don't listen. I don't think that anybody, including the coaching staff, feels like the quarterback carousel is a recipe for success. Why are they doing it? I I think that this last I said this, I said this to you when I was up there in the booth. I said it again, I think, on Sunday and I'll repeat it again. And I've said it a multiple. It looked like quarterback tryouts out there, man. It looked like a spring game. I think that they were just trying to find something that they thought that they could go with and work. Um, and I think that they are going we're gonna I don't think we're going to see it the way we saw it this past Saturday again for the remainder of the season, where one series this guy trots out there, then the next series another guy trots out there, and they're gonna go back and forth. And then in this down in distance, because it's third and six or more, you're gonna put Peyton Thorne in the game. And if it's third and five or less, then Robbie Ashford's and I don't think we're gonna see that anymore. If we do, then I think I I think Forget what I think. The players are going to start to lose confidence if they haven't already in the plans that we're deploying out there. They just will, because if it's not making sense to me, it's definitely not making sense to the guys that are going out there and practicing this stuff. And then it not. You can't tell me that's how practice is going. You can't tell me that in practice that they're going through drills and scenarios and they're like every time we're in third and six we're going to be in this personnel grouping and we're going to go with this quarterback and if we're in third and three we're going to go like that I just don't feel like that's what's happening in practice and so for it to be deployed during the game it's got to feel weird for the players and I think it will be a point of where you start to lose some confidence in whoever's calling the plays and their ability to put you in prime positions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um look, I mean, uh, taking another look at this this Mississippi State defense. like uh they're allowing 25.7 points a game, um uh 239 yards through the air, 127 yards on the ground. Um you have to hit their averages in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, um that's going to mean close to you know 400 yards of offense for Auburn, you know, and this is a team that has failed to put up 300 yards of offense in three of their last four games. Yeah. Wow, man. Did you, I don't know that you think that we would be here. No, but, um, you know, you know, when, when I tell people this offense is bad, bad, Right. Like, you know, you have to be able to score on bad defenses and you cannot play down to them. You know, like I said about the Cal game, they don't they don't play defense in that league, man. You know, they've got all these three thousand yard passers. Cal is on track to win like two games this season. They're awful.
0: The fact that that game was close was embarrassing. In retrospect, had we lost that Cal game? The fact that we struggled in that Cal game, first and foremost, is red flags in retrospect, right? But had we lost that Cal game this season would have looked abysmal because I'm sorry, as much as Cal fans want to wanted to come in here and say we were disrespecting their team, Cal's not a very good team, right? They just Look, aren't. Listen to
1: this, right? Uh, they have three wins versus North Texas, Idaho, and Arizona State. Um, they barely beat. They lost to Auburn. They lost to Washington. They lost to Oregon State. They lost to Utah. Their schedule, their remaining schedule is USC, Oregon, Washington State, Stanford, UCLA. They will probably finish this season with like three wins, (laughs) with seven straight losses. (laughs) Right. And so this was, this is not a good team. This is not a good team. The fact that that game was close and, you know, they talked about, oh, you know, road wins and all this. No, you should have gone in their house and you should have beat them down because you were the superior team. You just didn't have the superior scheme. And 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 I, I will die on that hill. So when you look at Auburn offensively, right, um, tw- uh, th- three hundred and thirty seven yards a game they are averaging. Um, I actually think that has dropped some. Um, that's dropped some, so they need to update that. But but ultimately the trend, like think about it, the average is three hundred and thirty seven yards per game, but they've scored they've g- gotten below three hundred yards in the last few games. So the trend is down, right? They're trending down, uh, and it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, when you look at that, uh, let's see if I pick a season that's, you know, was really terrible. We go back to 2012, right? They won three games that year. They averaged 305 yards per game on offense, mm. right? 305 yards per game on offense. Um, they. Averaged 156 yards through the air, 148 yards on the ground, and they only scored 18 points per game. Now, Auburn is scoring more points per game. I think that's more a product of the defense and the turnovers that they're creating and the opportunities that you're giving us this offense. Right. Um, But they were dead last in almost everything in 2012. Statistically, this season is 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 on pace to rival that one. And that's nuts. Now, last last year we would all agree was a disaster, Ike. A complete disaster. Um, Auburn missed the bowl game. They still managed forty five hundred and forty two yards of total offense at three hundred and seventy-eight yards per game. They are already lagging behind that total. I think there's no way they catch up. And if you look at it right now, even if the averages hold, they will they they will fall fall five hundred yards short of that yardage total from last year. Hmm. So um You know, this is, I want to be clear, I I spit those numbers because I want to be clear, this is regression. And there was no excuse for this. You had to come in and at least do on par what they did last year. Find something that works for these kids. You were supposed to be the superior offensive coach with the superior system that's done it before in this league. You know, and you can't let your pride get in the way. The game has changed so much since Hugh Freeze was last in the SEC. Um, and I would argue that if you add a little nuance to this argument, it is easier. It's never been easier to play offense in college football than it is today. The rules are so offense friendly, right? You can't touch a receiver. You can't touch a quarterback, right? I mean, scoring is out of control because they're making it easier to score. Why? Offense sells. Yeah. People want to see shootouts. They know that they know even at the NFL level, like, it's hard to watch a defensive slug out. They want scoring because that's what keeps fans engaged and excited, and it creates highlights that they can talk about and highlight how good their product is. So to fall below last year's totals in today's day and age, there are quarterbacks right now in the NCAA that will finish with more yards passing than Auburn will have total
0: offense on this season. Very true. But wow. listen, I, I th- listen, last year we had an opportunity to to pivot in those last four games. We have five games left on this season. Uh-huh. We've got an opportunity to make some differences in what we've got going out there. And Coach Frieza said, you know, pretty plainly that we haven't been running the style of offense that he typically runs. And he's trying to do that to protect the depth that we have on defense. But now I think it's just time to unleash it and let's go out there. Let the chips fall where they may, because here's the here's the, the brass tacks of it. We've tried it a different way. It hasn't worked. It hasn't resulted in additional wins. It definitely has not uh, resulted in a more proficient offense win or lose. I think now is time to figure out whether or not we can just go ahead and put the foot on the gas for these last five games and let the defense say, hey, coach, you might. I would I prefer they go out there and go gas. And then the defense is super tired and they look over there and they're like, all right, you know what? Maybe we need to take our foot off the throttle a little bit and give these guys a little bit of a break in the middle of the game rather than saying we're just not going to do it. The total of the game uh, and put ourselves in a bad position. Go score some points, man. Give the defense some time to catch their their mental break from having to rescue every single drive because you're putting points up on the board. I think it's time to do that.
1: Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. drop! <laughs>
0: All right. So, we're going to get into the comment section. We appreciate you guys <laughs> dropping in with us this morning. As always, we try to start it off with the super chats. One coming here from Jeremy Range Photo, who says, Auburn has a chance to win out and eliminate uh, UA from the college football playoffs. Oh boy,
1: let me tell you something. If there was ever a consolation prize, this would be it. Yeah. Right. You know, and they, I read an article talking about, um, this would be the first time since the inception of the playoff that Alabama would have missed the playoff two straight years or something like that. I mean, they've hmm. been in almost every one, so I don't know right. how significant that statistic is,
0: but um, yes. I doesn't make I, it any less true, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, man, at the end of the day, they've got a great program over there, even if they don't make the playoff. they um, they you know they, this, this is as close to a rebuild as they've had in a really, really long time, um, and they're still pretty good. But ruining that so we don't have to hear them chirp about Dominance. Yes,
0: absolutely. It would be amazing. Sign me up for spoiler. I'm good for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. James Barnett says, fellas, what do you think about Peyton Thorne's comments yesterday? Sounds like he's taking shots at everyone, but himself. Robbie owned his mistakes. Thoughts. So let me comment first here. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to comment on Peyton Thorne. I'll let you comment on that. Robbie owned his mistakes. I didn't hear any comments from Robbie to know what mistakes Robbie has owned. Uh, from that game. And to, let's be clear. Robbie didn't have a perfect game on Saturday. He definitely made mistakes. I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know where Robbie's mm-hmm. comments are in regard to that, but the Peyton Thorne comments. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand them. I, I'll let you speak on that. Cause I, I don't really have much to say.
1: Uh, I saw Robbie's I did not see. Can you help me help me
0: out here? What did he say? Who? Peyton Thorne? Thorne, thorn, yeah. Uh, he essentially said that, because the questions were asked of him about what does he feel like the offense and what the struggles are and how can they get, and he's like, we just got to get on the same page out there and guys got to run the right routes. Um, and, you know, all he can do is go with the play calls that are being called for him and, uh, you know, to make the right decision to pull or, or you know, whatever. And, you um, yeah, he, he just felt it, it felt like he was just saying, hey, you know, we're not on the same page with what we're trying to get done out there. And he didn't specify, you know, whether he was talking about coaching, not being on the same page with what they're calling for him or players oh, not wow. being on the same page with what um, they were doing on a particular concept and or anything like that. But he did make it seem as if there was a lot of confusion around the offense and what they were trying to get accomplished.
1: Yeah, let me read this quote. Um, Our guy Andrew Hughes at Fly War Eagle posted this. uh, Shout out to Andrew, appreciate him. He aggregates a lot of our work. Um, This is a quote by Peyton Thorne. He says, you can't get in there in a situation like that and try to do too much. Mm -hmm. Thorne said, I don't feel like I've done that. So just keep going in there and executing the play that's called. If it's called to hand it off, hand it off. You can't try to pull it and make something crazy happen. Mm hmm. Uh, did say that. That.
0: Sounds like that sounds like a shot at Ashford. Listen, it can definitely be read that way. Now, the question was asked about whether or not I think how the question was posed, you could assume that he was saying he's just doing what he's supposed to do. And that's all that you know. He's not going to go out there and try to do too much, but it could be perceived as he's taking a shot at Robbie. It could be.
1: Yeah, when the when the, when the coach
0: had mentioned it, which he is absolutely allowed. Again, to, I understand how people yeah. arrive at that conclusion. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to give Peyton Thorn the benefit of the doubt that he's not going in front of cameras during a media thing and taking a shot at the other quarterback. Now, do I hear that quote and see how people arrive at that conclusion? One hundred percent yeah there, there's no there i and i think a lot of people would take it there and make that conclusion as well like i don't and so what i would say to i know peyton thorn does not listen to our show um i don't think i don't know that a lot of players who we don't know personally do actually i don't know a lot of players listen to the show at all even if we know them personally their parents probably do but i don't know if any of the players actually do but i would say to anybody who does listen to the show and would talk to Peyton Thorne, is this. You need to find an opportunity to say that's not what I,
1: I meant. To clarify
0: that comment. Yeah. You yeah need to I, find an opportunity to say that's not what I meant. Or, yeah. or go to Robbie personally and say, hey man, I know people are saying this, you're you're in the locker room with that. Find a way to clarify that, whether you do it publicly or privately, should do it publicly because you said it publicly. Clarify that comment and say, I know this is being said that this is what I meant, but that is not what I meant by that comment. Yeah, I would I I would take that opportunity if I were Peyton Thorne to at least straighten that out with Robbie Ashford, but probably needs to be clarified broadly if that's not what he meant. I would say.
1: Yeah, here's what I would say, um, because I'm going to be very consistent here. Messaging matters. The Mm -hmm. words have impact and they have meaning. Right. Listen, man, if you are a believer, the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue, which so many other things are in the power of the tongues. The things that you say matter, especially when you are in a leadership position Mm -hmm. or you're in a public position. So, um, you know, my first inclination based on what we heard earlier this week is to
0: think like, wow. Yeah. Listen, you know, and, as, and he's you, a team captain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you
1: should you should not you should be making clarify any this. Com- I mean, that was about somebody. Yeah. Or some situation. Yeah. So if it wasn't about you, it was about somebody else. Correct. Right. And I you know, I don't know that you go in front of the camera as a player and make a comment about a, a another player, a play another player didn't make. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, can you imagine like Joe Burrow has a dropped pass and they lose. And then he goes in front of the cameras and says, You know, we got to catch balls in the end zone, you know, when they're there. And, 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 you know, and, and while that is true, saying that is wild, yeah. <laughs> right? About, about another one of your teammates. And now you may be able to say, Hey, you know, we didn't make enough plays today to win. That's on me. Um, but as a team, we have to play better. Okay. Great. I get that. I do. But, referring to a specific situation yeah is man that's 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 a young that's a mistake that that young man will look back on and say uh ah, shouldn't have said that right yeah sometimes um, sometimes listen, sometimes, listen and, and while what he said I want to be clear
0: while what he said was accurate correct yeah there were, no one's no one's dodging the yeah, yeah 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 I yeah, yeah don't don't accurate that in front of the media is the time to, to, make to that no to no fact. and
1: you are not the messenger yeah the, uh, the coach is the only person who is the messenger for that because of the division that it potentially creates when that Correct. message comes from you. You Correct. cannot do that, man. You cannot do that. So I, uh, like I said. It, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to
0: hear Jarquez Hunter out there talking about the old line backs. not blocking. Well, no, the running, another running back on the team making a wrong. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, if that running back, if, if you know, we when we're in the game, we just can't, you know, fumble the football, right? Like if some other running back fumbled. fumbled during Yeah.
1: Game. And yeah. he didn't fumble. Yeah. And he's talking about fumbles. You talking about that guy. Right. Right. So like, I, I,
0: I wouldn't want to hear it from him.
1: Yeah. 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 That's not, that's not what you now listen. Uh, accountability privately from player to player. Yeah. Right now, listen, get on his ass in practice, you know, in the, in the meeting rooms. Come on, man. You got to hold on to the football. We don't fumble at Auburn. Hold him accountable. In front of the cameras, babe. That's how stuff, baby. You don't let us see that. Right. You do not. I can't imagine that went over well with his teammates. Because you know what? Here's the deal. It doesn't matter that
0: it's another quarterback. If it were me, I'm like, if, if he will do it to him, he'll do it to me. Well, I mean, again, what I did hear him say was we gotta run the right routes out there. Like he now, nah, like, like that is sp- there's no way to aim that at anybody except for wide receivers. Yeah, right. Like he said you. that pointedly. You um, are not.
1: But again, he, he's not. It's not untrue. Correct. You are just not the messenger. Because again, because of I how guess my, guys I guess may my potentially only problem, take that. You want guys to go out there and play for you?
0: Yeah. I, I guess my biggest problem with it is. I don't remember hearing and I listened to the entire like this is me. I'm not trying to take stuff out of context of what I read or in snip. I listened to the entirety of the comments that were posted online for this. I, I watched the video of him say it. I don't remember hearing him say, you know what? I've missed some. Thr-. And maybe he did. Maybe no, my brain just going. tuned in to the times where it was like, "Whoa, What? I don't remember him saying and I mean and I think maybe he did. Uh, let me give him some credit. I do think maybe he said, you know, I've missed some throws and, you know, but I would have preferred to hear him say, you know what? I've got to play better. Um, you know, I've missed some opportunities to make some throws out there that were there. I've had some reads that were improper out there. If I think if I play a mistake-free game, this offense looks a lot better. I'd have preferred to hear that. Yeah. And that way you say you can own, you know what? I, I have to own the portion of this that's me because I really can't change anything else, but try to motivate and elevate the play of the guys around me. If that's he had right. said that, I'd have had no problem with that's any it. of his comments.
1: Can you imagine a wide receiver getting in front of a camera and saying, you know what, we gotta see open receivers when they're there, right? Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. It'd be it'd be out of it'd be out of place.
1: <laughs> it would be out of pocket. I would have the same energy for them. Like, wait, what? You're calling out your quarterback? You're not wrong. But you don't say that like yeah, I'm so I, I mean, I get that you give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I I'm have gonna, to. I have I'm, to. Because I'm going to be on, on the other side that. Yeah, I'm going to be on the other side. And I'm going to say um, I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt there. You cannot do that.
0: You can't. You no, can't I, I don't disagree. He, if if that is was was his intent and that's what he meant, then he is there's there's no way to color that as uh, as appropriate uh, yeah it's later, completely inappropriate we have a show
1: later tonight it, it, you know later if i can think of a way he could have meant that that you know, <laughs> i'll come back and correct <laughs> myself but i'm not seeing it right now so thank you for this comment that comment
0: Uh, Miller house says, I'm actually looking forward to Saturday. The defense has an opportunity to play fast and cause havoc early. Absolutely has that, uh, opportunity. He jumps back in and says, uh, we're not as physical on offense as we were last year. So here's the thing that I don't, I I I agree philosophically. We're not as physical, meaning we're not trying to run downhill, but man, if you go watch film on this offensive line and the way that they run block, a lot of times you're seeing this offensive line generate and we have led the the league in yards before contact in the run game for not led, but we've been in like the top five in the league consistently this season. Auburn has consistently generated room for running backs in the run game. The issue is we're not staying on the field long enough for us to see the benefits of that in any sustained runs and we're not really getting those second and third level blocks that allow us to break the long runs like we had versus uh, Ole Miss in this last game where they decided to drop the safety down. So if you get past the first level, there's nobody back there. You're not seeing that a lot with defenses that we're going up against. Ole Miss was the first team to really do that, and we were able to take advantage of it. I don't think that we're not as physical this year. I think we're not committed to the run in the same way. So I think it's a philosophical difference, not a physicality difference, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ant Robinson says, I think that the run game will play a big part in this week's game. Is D.A. coming back this week? Oh, I don't know. I have something for you guys on this one tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Demar- Demari Austin was at practice this week, mm-hmm. so and he is working his way back. Whether he will play this week, I'm not sure of that yet, but he is definitely getting closer to his return. Yeah. Um Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> we'll have something for you this. Uh, Steve Bradley says, I think Robbie will have a better running game this week. If given the chance, Uh, listen, I don't know. I mean, he didn't have a bad running game this past week. He honestly, they were playing Robbie to run in the Ole Miss game. And so, nine times out of 10, the read said to hand the ball off. And that's what he did. He took advantage of the times that he was able to pull. And of course that first play of the game, I'm taking that out of the, the read said to run, run the ball. So he handed the ball off because again, that wasn't really supposed to be a read. He's supposed to hand the ball off. It wasn't a read option play. That was supposed to be a handoff, but, um, I think the teams are going to play Robbie Ashford to run the football. And so they're going to live with, we're going to just have to shut the running back down on the front side, or they're going to live with him throwing the football. We just, we need to give Robbie the option to throw the ball more often so that defenses have to play him honest. And once you do that, Robbie Ashford becomes an even more effective runner, but he does help your run game. And the fact that again, defenses that defensive end is sitting on that side and they're not crashing down on the run nine times out of 10. So you run it effectively a couple of times. He's now, he's like, all right, cool. I got to do my job and go get after it. And Robbie's done a good job of knowing when to make that pull when reading that defensive end. If Robbie stays patient, he'll be fine. Once he gets impatient, that's when he messes up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Miller House again says, we're also lacking leadership or a voice on the offensive side of the ball to light the fire, to get the guys going. We need that eye of the tiger mentality. Uh, this is... I'll say this after hearing the comments from Peyton Thorne yesterday, he's supposed to be that guy that is the leadership voice. So I do think, and, and the guys who you would expect to be that guy, your quarterback, maybe your star running back. That's not really Jarquez's thing to get up and be the rah-rah guy. He's yeah, kind no, of he's the guy, Yeah. guy. DA, DA is definitely the more vocal guy in that group. So he is going to be able to provide that, but him not being on the field, it loses a little bit of that luster because he can't go out there and run through a guy and then get up and be like, I got y'all let's do this. And uh, listen, Robbie's got that kind of fire, but he's not the starting quarterback. So he can go out there and do all of the raw, raw stuff. He wants to as well. That's not going to be, unless he's in the game, it's difficult to follow his lead in that way. So they do, they need to find it somewhere and it needs to be the guy who's starting at quarterback who does it. Um, he got a lot of props during the offseason for his leadership ability. Mm. The tough times during the season are when that needs to show up. So if he's going to be your leader, he's going to be your captain. Now is the time for him to prove it.
1: Yeah, agreed. agree um, that you need you need voices in the room, Ike, yeah. um, who can rally the troops and get everybody motivated and up and keep them playing for something. Yeah. You know, um, this is a really important game in terms of the outlook for the rest of the feeling for the rest of the season. You know, and this will be a test on the core of this team and the mentality of this coaching staff and how they are able to say, you know what, the season is not gone the way we planned, but um, we're going to go out there. We're going to give it our all for the people who sold out season tickets and who and give them a reason to show up. Um, I, I want to take this moment to give a real shout out to the Auburn family for last Saturday. Awesome that environment was raucous it was absolutely electric the, the fourth quarter light show all of it man they they hung in there until Ole miss put 28 on the board and then you saw some fans starting to head for the exits um uh i, I think after the deep thorn interception a lot of people were like oh, yeah that was pretty much it yeah that, that was it we saw some people the head for the exits there but man They gave Ole Miss all they wanted. And if you were a recruit and you were there, you saw a great environment. Um, But the team has to do their part. They do. Like, you know, I mean, it's college, so the loyalty is better than pro teams. But ultimately, give them a reason to cheer. Give them a reason to continue and show up. Right? Listen, man, it's not cheap. I travel to these games and, you know. Being, you know, uh, taking your family and paying for multiple tickets and food and gas and, and, and overnight stays for some of these people to show up and play, right? Give it your all for the, for those guys, right? The A and the U mean something. It means something to a lot of uh, uh, of people who who show up. They're not there to just see a football game. They're there to be part of an experience, which is the Auburn family, and you have to play hard for those people. So. I hope that they can get up for this game and create some momentum. Right now, you are what three and four, even it up at five hundred at four and four. And if you can win the next, you start now. This could be the. This should be the beginning of a streak. Yep. Where you beat uh, Mississippi State and you beat Arkansas, right, and you beat uh, Vanderbilt and you beat New Mexico State, and suddenly we're sitting here talking about seven one team going into the Iron Bowl. And all those teams make no mistake are beatable. Yeah. So this this is the softest part of the schedule, man. I wish they could have gotten out of this part of the schedule with at least one win. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. So It'd be nice. Yeah. You know, going to make that Iron Bowl worth a one for the ages, man. Neither team going anywhere. <laughs> but Auburn with the eighth win versus Alabama in the Iron Bowl this year would be pretty epic, I think.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, But yeah, listen, man, we're going to talk more about this tonight. We will definitely have more words on uh, this game with the rest of the crew as we get in here. We are going to get out of here for this morning. We appreciate you all dropping in with us until then. And as always, War Eagle. Drop!